The video version of this podcast is available on YouTube on the Isaac McLeod YouTube channel. G'day guys and welcome to episode one of Before the Bounce. Um, well, episode one of Before the Bounce podcast. I've done Before the Bounce as a live stream before, but if anyone remembers that, the camera quality was crap and I ran out of segments. So let, let's hope this one's better. Um, so obviously, it being Sunday, I'm going to review the matches that have been. Which was um, which was um, well, it all started with Saints Geelong, um, which Geelong won unsurprisingly. Um, And, um, anyway, so, um, so, Geelong won by 21 points, um, pretty convincing, obviously, I don't think anyone really expected Saints to do much, um, yes. by the Cats, then Sydney versus Collingwood happened. Um, well, Sydney got up by 30 points. Um, yeah. Good game. Uh, just Collingwood just couldn't get like what they haven't been able to do, just finish, happens. Um, obviously, I've got Kenny back from injury. Um, and then Josh Bakos. He got oh, um, quite a few other AFL fantasy points. Um, and yeah. Um, so, obviously, Sydney's lead disposals, car kicks, handballs. Inside 50s, and they had a 74.1 disposal efficiency. Um, three kicks, pretty even, 15 to 20. Sydney's way. Um, yeah. Um, stoppages, hit outs were won by Collingwood, which I guess they've got Brody Grundy, so no surprise, but uh, 22 hit outs for Tom Hickey, who's been playing well. Uh, clearances were won by Collingwood, 40-28. to 28. Uh, Centre clearances, 10-5 to 5 Collingwood way. And stoppage clearances, 30-23 to 23 Collingwood way. So, obviously, being Grundy, he's playing very well. Probably not at his peak, but I guess that just shows how good he is. When he's not at his peak, he's still winning 
possessions and clearances and all of that. So contested possessions, 153 to 149, Sydney's way. Uh, uncontested possessions, tw- uh, 243, Sydney, 210, Collingwood. Turnovers uh, were led by um, Collingwood, 83 to 76. And, yeah, Marks, 95 to 69, Sydney's way. Um, Marks inside 50 were 12 to 4, which just sort of shows you how Collingwood's going at the moment. They were getting it into their block, like hardly any gap between inside 50, but it just shows that they need that big forward where, like, um, Sydney's got Buddy and that, but, yeah, I think Collingwood need to go to draft or even trade for a big forward. Um, yeah, contested marks, uh, 21 to 11, so 10 more Sydney got than Collingwood. Scoring was 10 goals to 5, once again, efficiency in front of goal, 12 apiece for behind, so, but, yeah, um, time in front, pretty even, actually, and, uh, tackles were 69 to 82 Sydney's way. Um, tackles inside 50, 29 to 11 Sydney's way. Obviously, defensive pressure just holds on the um, players not having any composure inside 50. And then, So that was that game. Now on to the next game. Which was... Um, North Melbourne. Forks. The upset of the season. Seven points, North Melbourne. Why they won their first game this season? What else can you say? Very, very good. Um, good. Well, we didn't see that one coming completely, so on Dave Noble's Dave Noble's birthday, 55th birthday. Happy birthday, Dave, yes. Um Disposals, which probably doesn't matter in this game, like like you can break it up, but really. You could um you look at Addison and it doesn't really matter as you can see like I think Hawks won most, like, disposals. Uh, kicks were led by North Melbourne. Uh, handballs were led by Hawthorne, but it just shows that... Um, oh, inside 50s, 59 to 40. Yeah, that probably makes a bit of a difference. But only won by seven points, so it's not like it was a blowout. Like, and disposal efficiency was, was led by Hawthorne, but it just showed that North Melbourne just seemed to just win it. Hit out to say one. But I guess this is where Goldstein's good because, like, they're winning, like, centre clearances, stoppage clearances, possessions, 
contested possessions were won by North, which um, that's when they really count. Uncontested were led by Hawks. Turnovers were led by um, North. Marks led by Hawthorne, but if you can't convert those marks, and marks inside 50 were led by the Ruse, but it was 5 to 12, which just shows they probably weren't as snap on as they wanted to be, or Hawthorne probably just ran it in a lot harder. So, um, really, stats don't, well, the stats do matter, but they don't. Like, 12, to, 12 goals to 13, 8 behinds to 9 behinds, both led by North Melbourne, which just shows. Well, they won by a goal on a point, so it shows you. So, yep, well done, North Island. Um, next game. The Q Clash. The Lions won by 73 points. Blowout. Where... But Brisbane, probably since 2019, have been very, very good. Yeah, uh, very, very one-sided. Disposes were won by Brisbane. Kicks were won by Brisbane. Um, handballs won by Brisbane. Inside 50s won by Brisbane. Disposal efficiency led by... Um, Lions. Lions also led efficiency inside 50 and kicks by three kicks by 10. Hitouts 42 to 17. Clearances 41 to 24. Centre clearances were both the same on 13. But everything else was pretty uneven. Just very one sided. Yeah, well, the Suns. They're, um, they're interesting. Like, I saw their team of the decade, and um, if the people weren't traded, yeah, the people weren't traded that were in it, um, they were retired, or they're hurt, but there's just no one really there. So then, uh, next. GWS versus Richmond. Um, the Tigers got up. 87 to 83. Uh, little thing on this day. Uh, the goal on fire who ended up with a dislocated shoulder from a collision with Gustav Martin. Um, yeah. Good job. Not good job dislocating your shoulder, but. That's commitment. He's been crashed into twice in two weeks. Joe Danaher last week and, um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I'll go on to the next one. Um, that's disposals were won by JWS, but. This was a very, very close game. Same as the Bruce, so I don't reckon I'm really going to harp on about the stats. But really, same with the Richmond Bulldogs game. If you're a good team like what Richmond is, you're going to win. 
but when it comes to the dying stages, you're going to win. Like, um, this can happen. So, but I'm sure the Giants might be a team to uh, look out for. Yeah, but, hold on, Four points. Yeah, for the doggies. And the four lads. Doggies got up for a nominee. Once again, just a team to look out for this year. The doggies. Um. Marcus Wanderpally had 26 disposals and 2 goals. Tom Vittoria had 27 disposals and 12 clearances. And Aaron Norton dominated with 4 goals. The astronaut was sent to do a job and did it. Um, obviously, Port got the first goal from Orazio Fantasia. Bruce then backed up that with a goal, which is good. That's why he's there, um, doing his job, which is good, what you want. And, um, yeah. Um, Pretty good from uh, the dogs, except, well, yeah, we'll come back to a spot in that game with the blooper of the week. Um, and um, Charlie Dixon kicked two goals last half. Um, Norton took a crazy mark, and Waitman just did what he's there to do. Uh, Bruce also helped out with the rucking, obviously with Jordan Sweet rucking with this, uh, with the Bulldogs not having, um, Seth Martin and Tim English, so, yeah, and, um, That was very, very good. And um, games yet to come. Uh, well, the Essendon Dockers game has started. Uh, Melbourne Carlton is yet to start. And West Coast Adelaide. And by the time this is out, I will probably all be finished and you'll know the scores. But anyway, now time for some more segments now that we've gone through. The thing. Um, now. Now we get to the more podcasty bit. Um, and a bit more, probably not prolific, but a bit more, um, a little bit less stats and a little bit more, you know, 
of other opinion backup websites, probably. Um, so, so the Bulldogs they were very, very good this year. Some of the days. So yeah, that's good. Anyway, okay. So now it's time to get to more of the things. Now, round eight happened. Good. Where um. Showdown happened. I lost a bit, obviously. Um, so, the showdown is a very important thing to people from South Australia. And I was just sort of thinking, in Melbourne, do we really have something like this showdown or the Western Derby, or the Battle of the Bridge, or the Q Clash. We've been watching all these games. And I was trying to think of the best Melbourne almost like Derby. Anyway, so I've sort of been thinking, what are some really good inter-Melbourne rivalries? And Collingwood. Well, they seem to have quite a few rivalries. They play the impact game against Essendon, which probably doesn't mean a lot, but probably not as much as like a Q Clash rivalry. I've also got Collingwood Carlton, which is which is um well, it's something, but it probably doesn't like it still means a lot, but we haven't got a thing of like a Q Clash or showdown. Now I started to think about other teams. Melbourne. Well, Collingwood has sort of got Melbourne in Queen's birthday, but it doesn't have that sort of feel. There's really the two teams. So, I started thinking about this. And also thinking about the um, other sort of like rivalries and that that could happen. What I was thinking about is AFL's talking about a couple of expansion teams and they've been talking about it for ages. Now, I was thinking about GWS. They count as a, well, I guess they count as a New South Wales team, although they play a bit in Canberra. I was thinking, could GWS and the team from Darwin the Battle of the Territories. I like this idea. The reason why I like this idea is because, like, two expansion teams, GWS, expansion, Darwin, expansion, or Northern Territory. For the sake of this, we're going to call them Darwin Crocodiles. Um, So, imagine that, like, Battle of the Territories. Right, so, 
you could probably do the camera or PIO, I'm guessing would be there. And I'm guessing that would be the home ground. So, I see that could be one rivalry. Another rivalry, which could probably, which happened yesterday, actually, was the battle for Tasmania. North Melbourne and the Hawks. Both play in Tasmania. Both play in different parts of Tasmania, though. So, we both play in different parts. What I was thinking was, if they do, I know Eddie McGuire said something on the footy show about um, having a state-of-the-art stadium built. What I was thinking was, what they could do to create some theatre, and if we're ever talking about enemies and rivalry, Present theatre and a bit of a rivalry. Even four years to build this new stadium and four years of North Melbourne Hawthorne matches. And tell them that the winner gets this brand new state of the art stadium playing until they make a Tassie team. Give more of the things the Tassie team would get, like what Eddie said was like you play half of your home games there, like and the other half in Melbourne. Tell them that. <laughs> See what the rivalry comes out of that. So that's just what I was thinking. Now, on the next thing. Looper of the week. Um, now, I was sitting there watching the Port Adelaide Western Bulldog sound last night, and I saw something very interesting happen. Um, the ball got kicked towards the goal, Adam Trelaw went to get it. He said I went to stop it with his legs and went straight to his leg. Goal. Now, so, that is round nine's blooper of the week. Is that? So, uh, I'll pro- might put up a clip of it. Probably. Yeah. Now, yeah, there's probably going to be a clip there. Um, Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I was sort of thinking, like I said, the blooper of the week, new rivalries, scores. Now, we look ahead to next week. Round 10, I believe. Round 10. Brisbane Lions versus Richmond at the Gabba Friday night. Carlton versus Hawthorne on Saturday at the G. Geelong versus Gold Coast at GMHBA. Um, Adelaide versus Melbourne at the Adelaide Oval at Twilight. Another Saturday night match for the Doggies. Pretty good. Um, that's against St. Kilda Marvel. And Optus Stadium will host Frio versus Sydney, which is also a Saturday night match. 
JWS, GWS, then will host the West Coast Eagles at Spotless or Giant Stadium. Collingwood uh, Port Adelaide. Uh, Eddie versus David Koch. Um, yeah, well, that's happening at the MCG <laughs> on Sunday. Arvo. And then Sunday, Sunday, Twilight, Essendon versus North Melbourne. No, Marvel. So, good games next week. Um, that'll be good. Um, now, um, that's round 10. Now, there's, um, of the Indigenous samples, most of them have been released. Um, uh, um, yes, most of them have been released. They look really good. Uh, but the Bulldogs, in particular, have released a whole Indigenous range, from scarves to hoodies to shirts to the jumper, obviously. Pretty sure there might be beans. Um, anyway, so yeah, put on the bullfrog. The bullfrog. Um, that's the next segment. What are the weirdest names, like, um, the weirdest nicknames that you've ever heard for your club? Um, I'll put the Insta link down the description and DM me on the weirdest ones that you've heard. Um, yeah. So Bulldogs obviously, who I go for, Bulldog. It's a bit of an unofficial name for them. So as it's an unofficial name, we're going to really pump that hard in now. So from now on, the Bulldog. And the weirdest ones, I'm going to start referring to them teams as those nicknames. So, they need to sort of be real weird and out of the blue. So, I'm not going to be calling Collingwood the Collie Wobbles. It'll have to be really weird. Wacky. So, um, yeah, so, PM me on them. Um, so, now, some for the flashback. Now, hold the side. Yeah. Now, um, this is the whole Fortnite Lake Prison Library. We've talked about that in the last show. And it being a secondary jump up, I'm going to go back and look at some of the weirdest jumpers teams have tried to run. Okay, so. There's one I know of. Well, I know Hawthorne have always been a big offender for this. So, but once again, DM me if there's any real weird jumpers, and I'll feature that. So, we'll have nicknames next week. We'll also have weirdest jumpers. Um, that'll be good. Um, so, um, That'll nearly do us. Anyway, thank you for watching Before the Bounce and 
I'll see you in the next episode or the next video. See you later.